0: Where's Stiney? He's not here, Sebra. Stiney's, Uh, should we here, Gabe? You want to do your classic mic thing?
1: The mic's in a weird position right now,
0: yeah. You good?
1: Always good to see you, buddy. How you doing?
0: No, Steinies' flight, uh, I guess got canceled.
1: Really, yeah, or er, 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 it's severely, severely delayed. <laughs> this podcast, I hope this podcast isn't falling apart here. I mean, one I know, week a we missed. Right? Stiney's now gone. No, okay. we, what do you mean falling apart? You know, we got, now it's back. We got well, I'm saying Gaethje. now it's
2: back, of course. We're set. Big week. Oh, yeah, biggest week. Biggest week, fighting for the title, the only one, the only one that counts. Crazy. Yeah, so what? True. What's
0: like? What's led up to like coming here to Zona? How many weeks you been in like fight camp?
2: Fourteen weeks. Uh, I've had a. I have a nutritionist and a chef. She's been with me for like twenty-four weeks now. That's the biggest change I've made is uh, my diet. So what? You didn't do that in like past fights? No, I started. I would. I uh, would do it myself. I always really? thought I was eating healthy, but turns out I never I never did. Eight weeks before Chandler, ten weeks before Chandler I got her. And then ever since then I've had her.
0: That's crazy. She comes
2: to my house at five, served dinner at six thirty, gone by seven.
0: So what's like what's the biggest thing you noticed when you hired like a
2: proper nutritionist that you that you weren't doing yourself? Well, I would say the time and energy it takes to design and eat correctly, go to the grocery store, pick the right ingredients. I mean, I don't possess that knowledge that you need. I've never had any kind of background when it comes to nutrition. And so uh, we go to the UFC PI. They do a bunch of tests on us, and it tells us our macros and how many calories we should be eating by certain times of the day. And then I give that to her, and she can make all that happen.
0: So what's, like, the meal plan like? How many meals are you eating a day? I
2: uh, have two meals and three smoothies every day.
0: Two meals, three smoothies.
2: I have a hard time chewing up all my food and and eating it, so I – have her put it in smoothies and I just chug those things. What's in the shakes? She has a variety. I mean, there's a lot of kale in every one, um, a lot of fat, uh, nut butter, some frozen berries, um, some yogurt, and then she'll put like uh, different kinds of like like blue algae or stuff from the ocean. There's always some stuff from the ocean. She's got a bunch of different packs of, of things, uh, different mushrooms, things like that. Crazy. I honestly uh don't ask a lot of questions. I just eat it. You place. just chow down? Yeah. She's uh she's a culinary director in Denver, so she's been doing this for forever. She was a personal chef in LA back in the day. And now she designs, menus, picks ingredients for all the different for like three or four different uh, restaurants around Denver.
0: That's dope.
2: Yeah, she's uh again, she she goes and gets all the groceries. You know, I haven't been it sounds uh sounds spoiled and I am spoiled, but you know, that uh is taking a lot off my plate.
0: Yeah, we got we have a chef too, and it's like but she's just like an old grandma that like cooks. Like she's not That's really like a chef. Food. Doesn't even speak English, but uh it yeah, is a blessing. It is a blessing to have a chef.
2: hundred. Like it's yeah, fucking I mean, amazing. Yeah, I mean, and it's part of my business, it's a write-off. So yeah, why not?
1: There's a lot of people in this house right now. It's just leading up to the fight. You have all these people here always in your. Yeah, I mean,
2: so I got. Yeah, how many bedrooms I mean, is this Airbnb? It's this fucking, there's 40 people it's here, 20. and there's like five bedrooms in this place. <laughs> so my dad, my brother, these guys aren't staying here. They're just, they went golfing this morning, and they come and hang out. Nice. But I just have all my coaches and my chef here. So there's what? Four coaches? Yeah, seven of us total in here. Four bedrooms. Staying at the
0: spot? This is a nice yeah. place.
2: Yeah, four bedrooms. Uh, two of the bedrooms have two beds. So uh we're short one bed but the couch is really comfortable. When did you guys get out here? We got here Sunday. Yeah, usually we show up on Tuesday. Usually we'd be showing up today but uh, this is the first time I've ever come out early. Outside of Abu Dhabi when we had to go early, but...
1: It can be dangerous, though. When you come out, this is probably the worst place to go, the land of temptation. Scottsdale has temptations everywhere, so...
2: I have no temptation. You think he's going to get tempted on fight week, yeah. no, I don't know. I don't think so. I've man. been isolated for about 14 weeks. Can you, you imagine down to fighting, the, for the, you,
0: the
1: fighting for
2: the title and he has up in
0: bottle on exactly. fucking
2: <laughs> there or some shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, no. if you have that mental discipline you, are great. Pro-
2: my priorities are <laughs> certainly different right right now.
1: So you're not going to be down in Old Town tonight bumping, no. pop smoke, and no, listen No, I
2: haven't... uh I haven't drank or been out for close to three months. Really? Yeah. I go home. I work out, go home, and I live by myself.
1: Wow. And you got to spend a few
2: months with Gaethje. Eh?
1: I need a re- Gaethje rehab program. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: That's you what would... I
1: need. So would you would you say this fight is... I mean, you've had so many big fights. Would you say this fight's the biggest fight of your life?
2: This will by far be my biggest accomplishment. 100%. If you win. When I win. When you win. Yeah. Charles Oliveira, I mean... Gaethje's got... What he's time. done lately is impressive. You know, there's... He's been around for so long. His story is really inspiring. You know, being a fan of this sport, most missions in the history. His accolades are second to none. So, like I said, biggest accomplishment of my life will happen Saturday night.
1: And this is the first time I think what you said we talked before, you said you're you're an underdog, right?
2: I am an underdog. Are you on the Bucks? Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, easy it's like a plus one forty. Hey, this game's uh there's a little bit of luck and a little bit of chance here. So I will have more money on the line, even though you guys have a lot of money, but I will have more money on the line. So when people tell me they're going to bail, I'm like, hey, that's your, that's your choice. Um, but I am prepared and I'm very confident that I will win. on Your last fight was fucking
0: awesome battle.
2: That was boring to me. Really? Yeah. You fucking just... beat the shit out of him. Man. I did beat the shit
1: out of him. They but... both exchanged some pretty good, uh,
2: he hit, hit me four exchanges. times, but yep. no more than that. One time was cause the ref let him hit me. Um, but yeah, after three minutes in the second round, or first round, he didn't touch me. Other mm-hmm. than when he got poked I uh, poked in the eye and then took a big shot. But
0: So you felt that was like an easy fight? Like, did it feel like it in the it moment? It felt like? easy,
2: yeah. Not easy, like yeah. the danger. So the danger was present at all times. Like, there's a constant risk assessment, evaluation going on internally with your intuition. And my, I never got comfortable that I wasn't in danger. So he was dangerous the whole time. I bring the dog out of every guy I fight. They know that. You know, there's no quit, and they know that I'm going to try to hurt them. Uh, there's a lot of different styles when it comes to the sport, but when you step in there with me, nobody comes out unscathed, and so they have to understand that that's going to happen, and they have to accept it. This, uh, is, a one, this is a big one. Chandler well, accepts. This is a
0: big one. This is for the belt, right?
2: This is for the belt. Yep. So Can what is it? You know
0: that? that arena in Arizona is going to be just on fire, and I'm walking out to Arizona, such an electric. I'm walking
2: out to the most popular mariachi singer in the history of. Mexican music, Mexican mariachis. I'm half Mexican, and I was born in Tucson. So when that song comes on, the, the crowd's going to go crazy.
1: So the one's like, na 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 Mariachis. Oh,
0: really?
2: Yep. Does what that if- fire you up, though, to walk out to that? I am. I'm <laughs> white on the outside. I'm brown on the inside. I got countless videos of my, my grandpa, Tata, singing that song. That was his favorite song. Uh, Vicente Fernandez passed away less than a year ago. And my daughter passed away about a year ago. So, yeah, I think it uh will bring great inspiration to me.
0: What What's your plan, if you could say, like, what's
2: your game plan to, like, to beat Oliveira? I just need to put a hole right in his face. Like, uh, yeah, cause damage, cause car crashes. I'm the best at causing car crashes. Um, I'm confident that nobody's faster from point A to point B. So I want to create a car crash and be the object with the most force. we got the same mass. And... I need to make him go to sleep. It's centrifugal force. I need to make his brain touch his skull, and he will go to sleep.
0: What did you learn from that, like, Khabib fight in Abu Dhabi and that whole experience? I think that was – I don't know if that was the first fight I ever went to, but that was really cool to go
1: to yeah, that it was, fight and the whole thing. it was everything. awesome.
2: I mean um, – Yeah,
1: we were in the hotel room next to him. We I think. were? Yeah, I think we were like – didn't they put you right on our floor?
2: Uh, again, my pro, I don't i don't notice a lot of things during these weeks.
1: Well, you had to hear the loud music bumping. In the.
2: I don't think you were that close to me then.
1: Okay, all right. No,
2: nobody woke. I mean, there was. I was thirteen hour difference. Yeah, there was no sleep. Um, Yeah, it was a. It was an experience. You know, great learning experience. But if you're a creature of habit, you were fucked in Abu Dhabi. You know, the food is different. The culture represents different food, different water, different time zone, and so all those were factors. Uh, They all sound like excuses, but. Yeah, it was different. And then uh, his why that night was absolutely huge. You know, with the passing of his father, him having the knowledge that it was going to be his last fight, he was almost impossible to beat that night.
1: And that was there was no crowd there at that point, right? No, no crowd. crowd. So, what, do you think minimal,
0: that, minimal
2: crowd? Yeah, you gosh. guys were there.
1: there was, Bob wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. I had my father had a oh, yeah, brutal yeah, had eye mean, infection.
2: His his father had almost didn't God. make
1: it out, but he's he's all better. He's all better now. Thank God. God rest. Yeah.
2: You're a terrible liar.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> Get a little spooked out there, you know. But anyways, the end of the day. But do you think we're having a crowd because fighting, you know, with no crowd and then Yeah, my first
2: experience without a crowd was Tony Ferguson. And that was the first event back when they shut everything down for COVID UFC brought us back to Jacksonville
0: and boys. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform, revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and Happy gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial period. So all lowercase, go to com slash full send and take your business to the next level today.
2: I never understood if I was influenced by outside sources in the, in the arena. And after that fight, I understood that I was and that I can control it. So now, like in the Chandler fight, you never saw me. Even when he was hurt, I didn't come out of my shell and take risks that I didn't need to take. And I think that comes from the learning experience of the Tony Ferguson fight. Without that, I don't think I would ever understand or have the knowledge if or when I'm influenced by outside sources.
1: You you and Chandler, though, were pretty respectful of each other, right?
2: Yeah, I mean... Um,
0: you
1: talked yeah. your shit to kind of solidify nah, the fight I a little th- bit. Pretty, We you
0: didn't got- talk shit. Um, Chandler was getting a little mouthy, though, wasn't he, at the end? Uh, not but in he's the not fight. a mouthy guy. Though. Not in the no. fight,
2: no, no. He didn't say a word in the fight. He's I not the best trash talker. I don't right? say no. a word in the fight. I'm a terrible trash talker, so... Yeah, you're all business. Yeah, um... I don't want to – again, I'm not trying to build a false bravado or a false confidence. I want to go in there and trust in the process that I went through, put myself through, not let them affect me, not let the crowd affect me, not let the lights affect me. It's 25 minutes in time, and in championship fights, you cannot make mistakes. And if I am not 100% committed to controlling my thoughts and emotions, then that's a possibility. But mm-hmm.
1: well, you're so, you're You're obviously like a likable dude. In, in, your, in your weight division and whatnot, but is it, who's the one guy that you just, you just don't fuck with, that you don't like, that you actually have real beef with? Because you see so in much- In my weight class? Yeah.
2: Wow. None of them have space in my head. Nothing goes outside Con- of the- Are they nothing... saying Conor's going to get the winner of this? I have no idea. I mean, I thought I saw that, but a, I was like, what? At the end of the day, after I win this fight, there's two people that are next in line. It's Benil Dariush and Makachev, and they need to fight each other. And if Conor McGregor is there, then I think he's just as he'd be just as uh, rightfully available as those two because they need to fight. So I would say either everybody deserves it or nobody deserves it right now. Someone needs to stand out. And yeah, whoever, I mean, yeah, I want that opportunity to take him away from this sport forever.
0: Who would you like to fight after this if you win? Would you? Would you want to get your hands uh, on the, McGregor, the best obviously? part?
2: Um, when you're the champion, the target's on your back. I don't. I'm not gonna be looking back. At the end of the day, I will be the champ, and whoever's next will be next. I just gotta, pre- you know, keep preparing myself, keep eating correctly, um, keep isolating myself, um, take away all distractions, and yeah, and then I'll be done one of these days.
0: How, how important is it? Like, what do you mean? So you, you're in Colorado. When you say, like, isolate yourself, like, what's... Like, I go to... I, for what is, like, camp?
2: Like, what's, like, a typical... So you don't week?
1: seem so isolated here right now. I
2: mean, yeah, this yeah. is isolated. I mean, these people are all here to support me. There's not one person here that's for the, here for themselves. They're all here. You know, I get to not... I don't get to be selfish often, but during these weeks, I get to be the most selfish that one can be. And I've surrounded myself with people that can aid in that process. And all so, these boys got
0: happy dads. I think they're itching for a little bottle blonde night,
1: oh, they see so that's like, the thing. Everybody here you got to this but everybody kid. in this fucking room wants to go to bottle blonde tonight with <laughs> no, me and the bottle girls and fucking dancing on tables. No. I won't tempt them, I promise
2: no, they don't want to no no, when we're done, there's this uh, if you if you like bitches then you win the <laughs> you win the bell, you get more bitches. So this is the only thing that matters right now,
1: yeah, I was gonna say, would you say, you know, with what you do for <laughs> a living? Rather than just being like an ordinary dude, you're a fighter. Does that increase the the bitches? I
2: I, I I isolate myself. I don't look at messages on Instagram. I don't send messages on Instagram. I don't go out. You would not like my life. No, it'd be boring to you. It's
1: co- well, No, I kind of, I, I, but I do appreciate the quiet life.
2: Yeah, I live alone and sometimes I'm like, hello, hello. And make sure my voice still works. Mm-hmm. Fucking love Why do you it. think that is though? I take away all distractions. I mean, I'm 33 years old. I would love to have a family and love to be married, but. It didn't happen, and I don't want to bring, you know. Right now, I control everything, and uh, I haven't met a girl that I feel can bring stability and not instability. So right now, this is the, this is all that matters. I've dedicated twenty nine years out of thirty three years towards this, and I just don't think now is the time to enjoy. What I have, I think I'm, you know, when I'm done, I'll enjoy every single bit of it. After I win this belt, I can't wait to go home and have a parade for the kids back home. I'm going to make Rose and Camaro come, and that's, uh, I like to inspire people, and I have a chance to inspire the world in one night. And so I, I don't care about anything else. I don't what? care about pussy, I don't care about drinking, I don't care about food. I want good food, but I'm not going to go eat pancakes because I want pancakes.
1: That's, that's what we said. Do you that's ever cheat doing.
2: at all during, like, training camp? On meal plans? Not this, no. Not this camp. I mean... Um, That's so hard.
1: It's bro. impossible. I mean, yeah, you
2: I mean, so I can't say I've never cheated, but I wouldn't call it cheating. I would say like nine weeks in, I'll go to In-N-Out Burger. Can you, you have, have like, like one cheat meal quick? a week even? Not one a week. No. One every month. Damn. One a month. I mean, I can cheat whenever I want, but when that, when that walk comes, then the more time... You have to be honest with yourself. You got to look in the mirror and you cannot lie to yourself. And if you know that you didn't do the right things, then that walk is terrifying. And I've never been terrified because I've always been confident in the preparation. More so now. I didn't have the knowledge to know that I wasn't doing the right things then. But my confidence is, is higher than ever because of the, the choices I've made.
1: So how do you avoid when you get that temptation? I don't get it. You don't get it? So you're, you're I mean, I do.
2: I'm a, I'm a pothead. I mm. hang out at home. I smoke weed. Oh, boy. Like, uh, it's very easy for me to, <laughs> to stay home. I don't know. So you smoke weed all throughout camp? Pretty much. Yeah.
0: To eat and sleep. Do they test do they test for marijuana before
1: fights and everything? You allowed to be high?
2: You're you're not allowed to be high in the fight. Oh, alright. That'd be foolish. (laughs) I want to clear mine. I really enjoy the I like (laughs) it. You're just walking out to fucking mariachi music. I love not smoking for, you know, three weeks before and my mind clears up. That's when you stop three weeks before? Yeah. Yeah, I stop three weeks out. It takes like four days to get good sleep and then it's back to normal.
1: Damn. How important is that Uzman uh, Rose camp for you, knowing those two and
2: training yeah, with those two? I mean, it's everything. I mean, he's number one pound for pound male. She's number one pound for pound female. Number two, maybe. Valentina might be first. But yeah, to be surrounded by those people is, you know, what. And then my coach, you know, to, to inspire all of us, we inspire each other each workout. And then our coach is just teaching us something incredible. Every single time I step out of a workout, I'm like, wow, I'm still learning. And it's just because he has the ability to teach in a special way. What and, area yeah, think, do you think
0: you're, like, progressing in? Like, when you say you learn stuff, like, what, yeah, what area uh, is It's
2: going to be my my striking. Striking? Yeah. My my wrestling uh, was a great defensive wrestler. I will make, you know, Khabib took me down, and he's the only guy that's ever taken me down in a cage or octagon. He took me down twice. It's the only two times I've ever been taken down, so... You know, props to him. If anybody else can do that, then props to them. But I guarantee you, uh, no one's going to be able to walk through what he walks through and continue to move forward. You guys have the same management team, you and Khabib? Yeah.
1: So does that get a little awkward when there's a fight between the two of you?
2: For him, for our manager, I'm sure.
1: I was going to say, does he have to, he has to, what does he have to do? Choose a side or what does he have to do?
2: No. No, I mean, he needs to make sure both of us are getting paid the maximum amount that we can get paid. Uh, he needs to make sure that. If I deserve to fight for a title, I'm fighting for a title. No matter if it's against my brother, or my best friend, or my family, it doesn't matter. Like to be fighting to be the best in the world is something you committed your whole life to. There's nothing, you know. There's no. um... He has to want that for both of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like, he's oh. in a good position. Then if he, he has, has two best, best like, fighters, yeah, he made a, he made a lot of money that night.
1: Mm-hmm. What is it, what's the difference in money? Would you say hypothetically, you lose this fight in comparison to if you win this fight? Well, if Combining I this, everything, if you all you win in the one. fight,
2: you're the champion, and when you're the champion, you get a pay per view cut. When you're not the champion, you don't get a pay per view cut.
1: So say that again. Explain how that works, if you don't mind.
2: Uh, so when you're the champion, you have to you have to have the belt, and then you get a cut of the pay per view. And if you're not the so tomorrow or Saturday night, Charles Oliveira will get a piece of the pay per view, and I will not. What
1: kind of money? What kind of money is in that pay per view cut?
2: I don't know. I've, I've, I've got it once, but um, it was a bit of a. In Abu Dhabi, I got it, but they really marketed that to Europe and Asia. They didn't market it to the pay per view crowd, which is America and uh, over here. So it was. I fought at like 12 o'clock here in the United States mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and it wasn't. Uh, it was the most watched stream fight in the history, but um, not a high selling pay per view. They sold subscriptions to the rest of the world on my fight and i don't get a piece of that so i would say probably you at the least 400 extra and at the most you know 1.4 extra yeah
1: and you hear it talked a lot asked we ask every fighter and you happy with the amount of money that you make in the ufc right now
2: yeah yeah, I think it's fair
1: because Dana gets a bad rep, obviously. I don't know why, but for well, fighter pay and all that. Yeah, so who's you know really why. getting who's really getting fucked there?
2: <laughs> We're all. I mean, <laughs> my coach Luke, he fought in the UFC in 2002, and he got Dana paid gave three.
1: him a bag of skittles and a, pe- a bag of peanuts. <laughs> Pretty much,
2: yeah. He lost. He made he made three thousand dollars, and so there is a it's a process in ten years. My five to a million will be two to seven million for these guys and it's just the process of the sport uh we have 1992 is when the ufc you know started and so we've been around for you know what is that 30 years football baseball basketball talking like 60 70 80 years and so it's just a progression in in where we're going it is crazy um, how far the ufc's come
0: yeah that's like an organization like yeah, it's crazy. I've been watching for few years.
2: Yeah, so the uh, argument is every other sport has representation <laughs> and we don't. Perfect example is we can't quit. We can't leave and they can fire us anytime. That's my biggest gripe. I can't leave if I want to leave, but you can fire me whenever you want to.
0: So you're saying so if, there's if, no
2: protection in that contract for me, but it's all for you. So how
0: does that work? When you, Do you sign like a per fight deal? No, it's
2: a. Uh, three four five six seven eight whatever they so if
0: you're locked in for six then you have to fight six or else you can't leave and then
2: you're in francis nagano's position where you gain the belt and it's automatically extended he fought all his fights he fought eight fights he was on eight fight contract and now he's still stuck and i don't think that's fair but that's where we are we've come a long ways though in that regard i guess the ufc has a lot of leverage right
0: all the leverage. Dana, I mean it's Dane's way of the highway, which is which
2: I don't is... I don't blame I, if you're a bill, if you're a four, five, six, seven, ten million dollar company, you have to run it like a four, six, seven, eight, ten billion dollar company. And we have to fight for what we get. Uh, anytime I have a good hand of cards in my hand, I gotta go all in. You see a lot of you see a lot of golfers
0: complaining about that now too, right? With the PGA tour. Yeah, well Phil
1: Mickelson got screwed for all those Saudi comments and all that, I think, right? You Dude? see
0: anything about that?
2: yeah i would uh, i would happily trade position they, they got they don't even have to win every year they just <laughs> got to take like top 10 three times and they're good
0: but i think if you're on the come up we we were uh, we're friends with bryson de yeah, and he was telling us when you're on the come up like it's tough because you gotta you're an independent contractor so you got to pay for all your own shit yeah and then obviously if you're not making cuts like you're not making any money you're actually losing money yeah so I mean, come up to become a golfer's
2: it's pretty fucked yeah. too it's fucked but it's easier than it's not easier i mean so it's it's similar to mma in you don't have to have god given size weight like basketball football you know in my in my thing anybody anybody can be a fighter you could be a professional fighter tomorrow you can go take a pro fight and now you're a pro mma fighter there's no um, you don't have to have any experience and you could just become a professional fighter Similar to golf. Anybody can do it. Um, yeah,
1: that guy. You ever say that guy, Afri Barnrat? Afri Barnrat. If you look him up, he's like the most out of shape guy on the planet. He's like 500 pounds. Fight. He's a golfer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, look like at John Daly.
1: Yeah. John just cranks ciggies and fucking just yeah. drinks yeah. fucking Bud Lights all day and just <laughs> rips it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a different life. There's no way uh, the pressure is the same. And they get to be around the richest people. And yeah, put the nicest golf courses. I know. Can you imagine? I would being trade a pro skills golfer? in a heartbeat the with the best. Golf- being a pro golfer would be sick. Yeah, I would trade my skills in a heartbeat if I could. You're a pretty good golfer, though, aren't you? I mean, I'm an we average golfer. I shot an 84 yesterday. Well, that's good. Yeah, you're better that's, than you're better than Bob. My swing's Andy. ugly, but it should go straight. Come on now. I you hit don't like shoot thir- 84. 13 fairways. Stop. Stop. If
1: I get a game against What's him. What's
2: Salim shooting now?
1: He's like in the one tens. He's no good. Yeah. What he does, he'll take five hundred fucking camera shots behind him, and then he'll shank fifteen of them, and then the one he hits straight, he'll post.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what Salim will do.
2: The power of the editor. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You play a lot. Do you play during? Yeah, I play uh, every Sunday, and then I I usually about a month out I'll stop and really use Sundays as a rest day.
0: I fucking love golfing, man. Golf is the best. It's
2: my favorite sport for sure. Where'd you guys play today? We played yesterday. We played with Justin yesterday. Then we played. Again. We played the Phoenician yesterday. It's a resort down here. It's a nice golf course.
1: The stadium course where they play the Waste management is good too. It's expensive as shit though. They charge you five hundred bucks a fucking yeah TPC. Five hundred bucks play around. There, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: To golf at TPC here.
1: Five hundred around for per person.
2: You just gotta come in the summer at like yeah, two yeah, p.m. You gotta, you gotta two Be like forty dollars.
1: Yeah. yeah, but the problem, Robert the, the thing play. is, it's always packed there too. They, they, so they're they're ripping it over there, you know. So so what is the post-game plans for the fight? So say, hypothetically, you – I don't want to say it. I don't want to put this out there in the air. There's a lot of scary guys die around here. Saturday, if you, if so you, I don't
2: I don't – my life doesn't exist after Saturday to right now. Okay. Chronic injury, death, obviously not very likely. Never happened. Mm-hmm. The death part has never happened, but chronic injury is certainly a factor. And so that's all I care about is making sure that doesn't happen because I don't want my mom and dad to cry. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I can continue to eat good food if I don't die. So, and so I that, don't I don't make plans after the fight. I don't it doesn't matter. What's your like mindset? When I going win into I can't it? sleep for three days, and when I lose I go to sleep. Really? Yeah.
1: And so why do you think you can't sleep for three days when you win? The
2: adrenaline. You're fired the adrenaline, out. you're fired up.
1: Never had that feeling, so true.
2: You're fired up, um the world's talking about you, you know. You tend to wanna see the reaction sometimes Um, but yeah it's just it's just a whole different feeling you're on top of the world you feel like Nostradamus for like three days and then I got the people around me that can slap me back into reality real quick
1: Mm -hmm. because you seem like you strike me as somebody what you spoke on before is somebody who doesn't really like all the attention
2: I uh I enjoy so for some reason I must look way different on TV than I do in real life because after I like after I knocked out Cerrone I went to a bar, flew into Denver, went to a bar, and the guy was talking about the fight, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was me, and did not believe me. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, no, it wasn't. And, uh, like, no matter who I fight, I'll go, you know, two days later, I'll go. I don't bring no attention to myself, you know. If you want to bring attention to yourself, you bring a bunch of people with you. You cause a scene. You know, I keep my head down. I walk in there, and I ask for a seat for one. I'm always going out to eat by myself. And uh, yeah, no one, had, either they're scared of me or they don't recognize me, mm-hmm. but I do, I don't think I'll ever lose that ability to be an anonymous person.
0: No, you're in it now. Because
2: of the way I look, which is nice.
0: What was like the regiment during training camp? Like, can you walk us through that? I'm, I'm so interested in yeah, that like, so fucking discipline. Yeah,
2: so it's two and a half to three, two to three hours each day, two workouts.
0: So you wake uh, up at like what time?
2: I wake up at, I go to sleep at 12 and I wake up at nine every okay. day. So you go to bed kind of late. Yeah.
0: Wake up at 9.
2: 9. My first workout's at 10 every day. I get 9 hours every night.
0: 9 hours. I was doing the math, sorry. Yeah.
2: I've never, yeah, I get 9 hours every night. 9 to nine and a half. I think that's, you know, a, very important for my brain. I take shots for a living. Um, and then it's really just working out and then going home and doing nothing. Getting the proper nutrition, eating at the right time, making sure I'm not taking too long after workouts to get the nutrition in. And a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Well, you got
1: to fill your time. You play video games? Yeah. Video games. Yeah, I
2: play video games from like 8 to 10.
1: Mm-hmm. What's your game Just of choice? So I don't
2: go out or do anything. Um, I play Call of, Call of Duty. I've never committed so much time to something and suck so bad. You shit at COD? <laughs> I'm not shit, but I... Terrence's... Uh, Trevor's son is my... Uh, he's our ringer. I lose because of him because I got to play in his lobbies, but I also win because of him.
1: Do you do the headset thing? Yeah. And you talk to people? Yeah. So you ever continue. like, this is Justin Gates? You never like jump no, hey on the boys. tell him, no,
2: no, no, no. Well, I play with only, you only play with people that you like. I don't play uh, team deathmatch to where you're talking to the whole lobby. Oh, okay. It's just two or three people on my team and they're the only ones that can hear me. And then he streams. So people will jump on the stream and then, you know, they'll get me, get some questions in through there. Mm hmm. Are you ever
1: worried about the long, uh, long-term effects of taking repetitive punches to the head you spoke on a little bit before, but
2: uh I mean I've been TKO'd twice. Uh in my last since I fought Poirier, I've been punched maybe like 10 times hard in fights. Most of the damage is gonna come from practice, getting your body prepared for this kind of warfare. You have to you have to put yourself through it or else, you know, you won't You won't be ready. You can't take the shots. Mm -hmm. So you got to, you know. And then, I don't know. It's centrifugal force that causes TBIs. And both times I got TK, I do concussion tests before and after every fight. I have, you know, baseline numbers that I want to stay at. And I have people that are monitoring me. So after both TKOs, the, uh, the doctors that did it, they... We're like, if I didn't do this test myself, I would never believe it. But I don't believe I've ever had a traumatic brain injury from a fight. But if I go through, uh, you know, I'm not. so the Poirier and the Alvarez fight were, were really hard. Um, mentally, physically taxing fights. The Chandler fight, not so much. The Khabib fight, I got choked out. There's no TBIs that come from getting choked out unless you are choked out for more than, you know, if they're cutting your air off for like thirty, forty seconds, then that's when your brain starts dying. But as soon as you go to sleep, they let go of the choke, blood goes back, and there's really no medically there's not going to be anything long lasting from that. And so, I don't know. No, I don't worry about it. Because
1: it's always ref's discretion, right? When you're getting yeah, hammered in the face. Yeah, I
2: mean, driving is one of the most dangerous things. Right. I can die anyway. Uh, you can just you die see. in a car anytime. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, geez. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, like... yeah, it's so no, I don't worry about that. I don't want to live forever, anyways. Like 65, 72, I'm out. That's it? That early? 75 at the max.
1: I'm thinking like 42, I'm dipping.
2: You're almost there, <laughs> bud. What?
1: I got a good six left. After my with all my habits. About six left in it. Gotta make this podcast pop
0: quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah. up? You know. so, Chilling.
1: who's this what's going up? on welcome in welcome <laughs> so in.
0: what do you, what's your goal like after you win this title if you if you want to win this title like what I do you want to go
2: home i want to inspire the people from where i live from around the world like, like how I long messages, do you want to hold
0: that or like what's your goal as like oh if you become wise? champ
2: yeah who knows
0: because would you say this is like could be your last shot at the title or no yeah
2: this is definitely
0: this is your last shot yeah. at the title
2: yeah, barring any crazy circumstances, but yeah, this is 33. It's been almost two years since I fought for it last time, and yeah, these don't come often. Right. You rarely get second chances, so this, yeah, it's all or nothing.
0: Like, are you trying to build, like, the Gaethje, not that you haven't built it, but, like, the legacy as a champ if you win this belt?
2: Yeah, yeah, I am. But, I mean, my legacy is, is about cemented.
0: Mm-hmm. Is,
2: I mean, I have 23 wins, 19 knockouts. Nobody has that. Um, nine, f- you know, out of my first, uh, I think, eight fights, I had ten bonuses. That's a record that will never be touched. Crazy. Um, I have at least two fights in the Hall of Fame that will be inducted in the Hall of Fame already. And so, um, I mean, this will be, the yeah, the the icing on the cake. But I won't kill myself if it doesn't happen.
1: Who would you say the toughest opponent is that you ever faced?
2: could Khabib yeah him you know But was, what was it like it was, fighting him like what was like I said so I, tough mean, I about was him? uh I was out of my comfort zone uh every time when I fought Michael Chandler when I fought Tony Ferguson the morning I woke up my heart rate was around between 33 and like 36 and the morning I woke up in Abu Dhabi it was at 68 and when I saw that I knew something wasn't right but you cannot What? Well, what was that from just like the it's the lack of sleep, the just not being in a, a creature of habit. You know, we have a process that brings me confidence, and it's gonna be, you know, the eating, the drinking, and nothing there is the same. You know, they that was a whole they like eat, they don't have experience. milk. They don't have milk. They eat goat and lamb, and I don't often. You know, they got beef, but the they they don't got oatmeal. They got porridge. Yeah. Uh,
1: you think if the fight was somewhere else, you would have, maybe ended differently. I don't you
2: know. No, I can't say so. I can say that I wouldn't. I don't know. We'll find out on Saturday.
1: Would you say guess- that he was the best pound for pound fighter in the UFC ever?
2: Ever, you have to break it up into different eras, but certainly in the modern era, who do you, you look is- up to? Like coming up, um, I love fighting. I mean, when Anderson Silva's run. When he he did what he did Was probably one of the best runs John Jones What John Jones did When he first showed up Was absolutely spectacular He took out all the big names George St. Pierre Chuck Liddell BJ Penn And I'm sure I'm forgetting a few GSP was my favorite The
0: Diaz-Penn
1: was a great fight Back in the day I think it was Diaz and Penn When they went out That was a great fight Yeah I
2: mean Nick Diaz He was always fun to watch
1: It's fucking crazy it's crazy that you guys do this for a living. I just can't get over it. You guys just beat the shit out it's of It's only other. twice a year. It's only twice a year you fight, right?
2: Yeah, twice a year. One to two.
1: Can you add more fights if you wanted to? Can you put pressure on Dana and say, I want to fight more? Or, I want, to, Like, how easily influences Dana if you It if depends
2: you want to... on your ranking. Like, when you're here, no. When you're not ranked, then yeah, you could fight every weekend if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. When you're getting paid as much as I do, they're not going to let you fight every weekend. But when they're paying you minimum wage, they will let you fight as much as you want.
1: Mm-hmm. So how many more fights do you think you got left in the tank?
2: God only knows. I don't know. I would say at least five. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm not done. You're not done. Five more wars. I said five more wars after the Poirier fight and I haven't had one since. But if I take the beating I took in Alvarez and Poirier fight three more times, I would consider it.
1: Yeah. How long does that pain last after you take a beating like that? Weeks?
2: Which beating? None of those. The like after I fought Poirier, I went out because I was in Arizona and I had a lot of people here. I was out. I took like 400 pictures that night. You know, like an hour, two hours after the fight.
1: I think I was one uh, of them.
2: So there's no pain. That one wasn't painful. He didn't like so leg kicks hurt for like three weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. Broken bones four to six weeks. Uh, but if you don't get kicked in the leg. Or if a muscle doesn't get really damaged, then you know three days. But if a muscle gets damaged, it takes four to six weeks to to go away. What are your? are the most effective, though.
0: What What have your parents been like throughout your whole journey? Because you, I see you brought them to Abu Dhabi. I remember we met them. They're cool as fuck. Yeah, uh,
2: have they've they always been, like, supported um, you and shit. The most critical part to all of it. Um, you know, they went into mad debt when I was a kid to take me and give me the opportunities that they did take me to tournaments. We would, you know, we lived three hours from here. We'd have to drive here every weekend to wrestle in tournaments. Um, they've been to every single fight except two of them. The first one was my second amateur fight. I didn't tell them about it. And then the second one was Tony Ferguson and nobody can go to that one, but they've been to every other fight. And yeah, it's, uh, that's one of my biggest assets is no matter what, I win, lose, doesn't matter. they are proud of me, and they love me, and that is a great uh tool to carry, you know, brings confidence and yeah, I have seven nieces, two nephews, they don't care if I win or lose, they don't even know they just seven. want to wow. uh you know they just want to love me and I just, so yeah, that part is that part's great.
1: How much you get paid for your first ever professional flight? Tyson first Tyson commented the other fight. day. They asked Tyson what is what he got for his first special first fight was five hundred bucks.
2: Yeah. Um five hundred? I don't even know.
1: Five, six thousand?
2: No, but I'm thinking my first pro fight would have been Kevin Kroom. Kevin Kroom and I probably got two one and one.
1: Yeah. What was the I result didn't get five and
2: five till I got to the World Series. Two thousand I got paid? Yeah, yeah. I, my dad's so funny. I remember when I won ten thousand. We were, like, yes, we won ten thousand dollars. Let's go. <laughs> and now we're making a lot more. So yeah, it's you know, my parents. My dad did thirty-seven years in a copper mine, and my mom's about to retire. She's done thirty-six years at the post office. So, yeah.
1: Did you ever cool. work at the copper mine?
2: Cool. I did one summer.
1: No way. Sucked. What is copper mining for anybody that doesn't know? Out there? It's op-
2: so uh, down. About four hours from here, top five in the world, biggest open-pit copper mine. The entire town is owned by the by the mine. Every house, every building, every restaurant, every the grocery store is owned by the by the company. You live there. You rent from the company. You rent your house from the company. It's a different way of life. Uh, 1984, 82, there was a big strike. My dad was a scab. His dad was on strike. Every night they'd be fight. He wouldn't fight with his dad, but the guys going into work would get rock stone at him and they got off work, they'd go throw the rocks back. National Guard came in, because if that mine does not produce copper, the world does not build. Top five in the world.
1: So what was your role when you were copper mining? Sorry, I'm trying to get this. I so was part
2: thing. of a, a crew.
1: Imagine Gaichey just going in and mine. That's amazing.
2: I was the bitch of the crew. I was 18 years old. I was getting paid $14 an hour. And I worked my, my best week, I worked 96 hours in one week. We'd go seven days a week, 12 hours a day, plus two hours driving. One hour there, one hour back. So I got seven days a week, 14 hours a day. And I did it for like 64 days before I left the college. And then I left there with like $14,000 in my bank account.
1: Yeah. But what is the actual process? You like hammering away?
2: It- Not. I mean, these are like the biggest machines you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of a crew that was tearing down a shovel. And we were tearing it down piece by piece, transferring it an hour to a different mine and rebuilding it. I got through the whole demolition process and then maybe three weeks into the rebuild and then I left the college. But I mean, you're the bitch of the crew. So so, the shovel rotates 360 degrees and it has gears in there. And in the gears, it's full of, it's called crater. And it's like really, really thick oil. And someone has to get in there and scoop all that crater out. And I'm working in Arizona. It's like 120 degrees at the bottom of the mine. You have to put a, two white suits on because if this stuff touches anything, you'll never get it off you. Holy shit. Uh, I would come home pitch black every day.
1: Really? Those, those things are dangerous, right? Don't they collapse all the time and everything?
2: Uh, and My th- dad's 37 years. How many people died? In the mining? Yeah. Probably. In probably that mine. Probably 15 fatalities in the 36 years that I worked there.
1: 15 fatalities. Oh, shit. Most of
2: those happened in the first 20 years. The last several years I was there, there might have been like one every five years. Last guy got a, he was an le- electrician. Electricians get electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, truck drivers fall asleep or they back off the dump.
1: But the way people die, if you're doing that, is it just collapses? Is that what happens? No, nah,
2: so this is an open pit copper mine. Okay. It's not underground. Okay. It's the biggest hole in the ground you can imagine. Okay. Just looks like a mile deep. Because
1: there's people yeah, that go down like a, there with dance. It, with it looks the like a stairway devil.
2: for gods. The way they break it down, okay. huge steps all the way to the top. It's interesting. It's crazy. It's got to be crazy, especially in,
1: doing it here in Zona. Like you said, it's yeah, fucking...
2: it's hot and it's super dusty. Loud. This fool can't hear a thing.
1: That's that's real work, though.
2: Yeah, it is. But it's a different way of life. Like they work. On average, they work. If you're working twelve-hour shifts, you work fifteen days a week, and you're off fifteen days. I mean, a month. You work fifteen days a month and you're off fifteen days a month. Someone Saturday every day, you know, it's a different way of life.
1: I used to do the cement testing and concrete pouring. I think all those buildings collapsed, but I think yeah, that's how I used to do back in the day. Wasn't good. But so I do love the manual labor. What's
0: what's the rest of this week? You got do you have to cut a lot of weight this week?
2: Uh I mean I'm about fifteen pounds right now.
0: Fifteen pounds to go?
2: Yeah. But I'm trying to keep I'm trying to stay here for at least one or two more days because you have to get ten percent back from the time you weigh in to the time you fight. Average in the UFC is ten percent. So I gotta
0: That's so fucked. That shit the cutting weight shit's so crazy to me. How how much do you have to cut total?
2: Uh I'm fifteen pounds right now. So is that like you you have
0: to cut fifteen pounds every fight or?
2: Um, so like when I start so like fourteen weeks ago, I was probably waking up like one seventy-seven. Right now I'm waking up at like one sixty-seven. But then I'm trying my hard. I'm trying my hardest to wake up at 170, but it's damn near impossible because of the. My body's a machine, and I've been doing this since a child, and my body just knows that it's time to make weight. So how do you how do you do that? You dehydrate yourself. So right now, if I wanted to lose 10 pounds right now, I would sweat 10 pounds out by working, getting in a sauna. You so you break a sweat, get in the sauna, come back out, keep the sweat going, go back in the sauna. And that'll be on Thursday night. Thursday night, I'll start at about 7 p.m. at hopefully like around 164, and then I won't go to I won't leave that place until I weigh 155. Wow! And then I'll come home, go to bed, wake up at like 7:30. Unless you have to, unless you don't get down to weight. So the last fight was the only time with this nutritionist that I've never not had to cut weight on the morning of a weigh-in, and that was. That was a really good experience. Getting up in the morning at 7.30 and still being one pound over, having to break that sweat when you're already dehydrated is fucking terrible. Yeah. Nothing good about it. And your body won't give it to you.
0: And you guys got to do that on the week where you have to do all this, like,
2: media and shit. Are you, like, on edge when
0: you're, like, cutting weight and you have to do, like, interviews and uh, all that?
2: You know, my – I everything, like, my my temper gets shorter. My family knows not to ask me stupid questions. I bet, yeah. You know, I don't want to like, hear stupid questions. I was going to say, great, yeah. Like, are you ready? Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, like, does that mean? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know.
1: You're just tweaking out on them every fucking second. Yeah, it's the like, same questions no, all week, <laughs> too, I'm probably, really thirsty.
2: I'm really thirsty. see, uh, you don't even want to eat. It's all, just want liquid. Like, be, imagine being as hot and dehydrated as you can and not being able to take a drink of water. It sucks. But it's also something you get used to. This is something I'm used to. And I know as soon as I make weight, I get to put it all back in. And My body knows that. My brain knows that. So right after weigh-in, then what do you do? So right after weigh-in, it's hard because uh, you want to eat and drink everything, but your body can't process it because there's nothing in it. Like, you, you cut all sodium out, so no matter what liquid you put in, if there's no sodium, it's just going to run through you because nothing's able to stick right. without sodium. And then all the nutrients that you've cut out, for the for four days, you cut everything out. And then you just have to replenish it. The UFC will have like a gallon of... Like a, a room temperature gallon of... I don't even know. It tastes like piss, but it's just electrolytes. And you just have to drink it slowly. Like you Chug it. Yeah. No, not saline, but like just, yeah, really salty water. And then uh, we can't use IVs. So that would be a way, but you can't do that. Why not? Well, I can't no, you use can't. IVs, Google. yeah. Really? Yeah. Reason being, that's probably another avenue for people to cheat.
1: Oh yeah, that
2: makes sense. I'm trying to eliminate that. Hmm. But yeah, you just and then you you eat something and you feel like absolute shit for like four hours because all your blood's rushing to your stomach, all your your fingers and your knees and your toes are freezing. Cause it's like, so oh. overall,
1: this sounds like not a healthy process, though, right?
2: It sounds horrible. It sounds yeah, like it's bad. Mean, it's bad for your body. I right? wouldn't recommend it. It's unsustainable. You can't lose but is weight is it But like is,
1: it, is, is it unhealthy to do all this?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, you could – you could uh, your kidneys can stop working if you get too dehydrated. But really, it's the preparation leading to that so you don't have to – like some of these guys are cutting 30 pounds. Like from right now, they're probably 20, 22 pounds over, 30 pounds over. And they cut all that out and they want to come back and perform. And that, I don't think it's sustainable. My junior year of college, my junior year, I was All-American, 7th in the nation. I went to 149 the next year because I thought I would be bigger and stronger. And it was like one week I beat a guy 17 to 2. And then four days later, he beat me 7 to 3. And that's how up and down my performances were. That's You're, how shitty I felt. You ever but it was also personal choices. I was not eating right. Every Sunday, I would pride myself in gaining 20 pounds. Drink a, drink a bunch of chocolate milk, eat some McDonald's. I obviously didn't have the funds to do this then. I didn't have the knowledge or I didn't have the, I didn't want to. I was a kid, so no matter what I ate, I was still a machine. But I'm 33 years old now, so it's not as forgiving.
1: Right. Would you ever go up or down in weight classes?
2: Right, no. No. No? I don't think so. There's no sense in it? Yeah, I don't think so. I got. I mean, once I win this belt, there's plenty more guys to take out. Right. in this weight class.
0: Right. Who do you think it'll be if you win? You think you think the fight against really Islam would be know. interesting with the I think it whole would have Khabib to thing? be the
2: winner of Benil and Islam. So what do you be, think about Islam? I can't pick either one of those. I mean, he's impressive. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, similar to Khabib, but not as good. Not uh, as good? He's been knocked out, so he can't have the confidence that Khabib had. Mm-hmm. And that's a factor.
1: How does one? One thing I was wondering was, how does somebody get a good chin? Is it something you're born with to be, or is it something you can train in, um, in training camp? And like, you get punched <laughs> in the face repeatedly just to like be able to no. sustain it, have a good chin? And this is the dumb question. Let me
2: know. It's not a dumb question. It's hard to answer. So think about Michael Chandler. Um, when he fought me, he knew he was in danger the whole time. And when he fought Oliveira, I think after the first round, after he won the first round, he. Either got too overconfident, or but he forgot the danger that is presented at all times if they're not dead or asleep. And I think that's why that shot was so effective because in his mind he wasn't in danger. That's why uh, Cerrone has a hard time taking shots because he's trying to avoid danger so he doesn't, his body doesn't go to a to a primal state. Um, Tony Ferguson is as primal as they come. If you can provide oxygen to the core of your brain, you will not go to sleep. The fight or flight thing is is human and if you're running from danger and you can provide oxygen to your brain you're going to keep running and that's who tony ferguson is he works out either through drugs which i don't think it's him i think or you're crazy enough to work out eight hours a day and that's ultimately what's and then understanding the danger you're always in Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes someone have a good chin i mean there's no there's no science behind it right you know that i know of Mm -hmm. i think um so, Bruce Lee said, "Be like water, like you have to absorb energy. You know mm-hmm. think of every strike as a as a direct line of energy. Right. If I take it here and it goes out the back of my head, like my brain is taking all the energy. If I get hit here and can kind of roll with it in that exact moment, then it won't be as effective. That's what's gonna ask you and the so process. My ability yeah. to you have to stay calm and you have to see things and brace for things, and you can't get and so my job as a fighter is to it's called half beats. So you think you're going to get hit here, but I hit you in between those beats. And so you brace, let go, and I hit you in the let go part. And that's what makes the shot effective. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're on one foot going backwards, they can't brace. Those are the effective shots. And then um, very, very seldom where you just get lucky and they just go to sleep for some reason. But it's mostly because of they're on their back foot. They don't see the shot. They didn't brace for it. Uh, they're on one foot. Those are. That's how you knock people
1: out. What's the hardest you've ever been hit, and who delivered it?
2: I mean, Poirier hit me with the hell of a. I would say the knee from Alvarez is probably the hardest I've ever been hit.
1: What was the result you of don't that? you feel he, it. What was that? I, I don't know what happened. So when he hit you with the knee, what was? with the
2: knee. I so went down. And yeah. Lost. You know, that's lost how you, you got knocked out. That was my first loss ever. Yeah. Right. It was awesome.
1: So Five you, of the year. Yeah. So when you get hit with a big, big, big punch, is there something that you do? To kind of just tell your mind right away when you know you took a punch like that. Is no. there something mentally that you do to like keep yourself...
0: Yeah, when you're like wobbling.
2: Even when you're... No, nah, you don't even know you're wobbling. You don't even know you can't step. Like, you're either fighting or you're fucking leaving. And I'm always fighting. And so even when I was hurt in those situations, I didn't think I was hurt. I thought I was just still fighting.
1: That's so fucking crazy. You guys are all nuts. You
2: can't feel a thing. Broken bones you don't feel. Cuts feel like a piece of ice rolling off your eye.
1: Yeah. Can't, what's can, what's a low face split, what's a low it. key uh the leg kicks are pretty effective right the leg kicks
2: yeah they hurt a lot your leg kicks are fucked all leg kicks hurt chandler's leg kicks hurt me but yeah it's my ability so my timing timing is everything in this sport and my timing is second to none yeah it's when you kick not how you kick or how hard you kick it's when you kick where their weight is distributed yeah, where their weight is—it's forward or backwards. If all their weight is on their foot, they can't lift it up to check a kick. If they're on their back foot, you can't attack the front foot because they can—you know—move it in and out. And if you kick a knee, you're going to break your foot, hundred percent of the time.
1: Where do you hate getting hit the most? You had to pick one spot in your body. Bugs the shit out of you when you get hit there.
2: Uh, every answer, every fighter—if you get touched in the liver, it hurts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It doesn't hurt—that's the bad thing. It doesn't hurt, but you can't move. No matter how much you want to fight, you cannot fight. It just stuns you. It. Shuts you down. It's like an organ is getting damaged.
1: Where is the liver again? Right here. Okay.
2: So your right rib, at the very tip of it, there's about oh, yours is probably shriveled. up into right. a, a no, fucking oh, raisin. That means I can't touch it. But there's about a half an inch hanging out the bottom of your rib cage right here. And yeah. If you could skip it right off the front right there, then <laughs> it'll shut them down.
1: Sounds brutal. I think. I think yeah. you'd uh,
2: have to let me. Touch you so you can feel it.
1: Nope, don't want to do that. We're gonna move on. Not happening. Sorry. <laughs> I like even like.
2: No, yeah, no, I don't want any it. of like this. Like if you do this to you on the right spot, you'll know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't want it. to though. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but like, come on, what kind of pussy? That doesn't hurt. All right, Show me real quick. Like literally. Like real quick.
1: Don't fuck with me. Yeah, I felt it. Wow, I did Thank you. Thank you. All right.
2: Yeah, so now you feel that. And then fuck. Feel
1: your now, body, imagine right? that hundred times harder now. Yeah, imagine. That sucks. So we decided
2: to start my YouTube video. What can I look forward to here? Oh yeah, two. exactly too. Then you got it. You got it. You have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Wait, what's going on? I started a YouTube channel. When? Mm, well, I've had it for, so they fucked me. I had it like two years ago, and then I put the best video ever, and they took it down because of copyright. But I had permission. I got the video from the UFC. Permission, written permission from the UFC. Help that a little. And way. they still took it from me.
0: The UFC yeah. fucking took it
2: down? I think it was fucking just a, Dana. like I think it was just the AI type of thing, like a uh, artificial intelligence. Right, they gotta right. have some kind of program that just sees UFC event and then just automatically puts some kind of method in process. But then I wrote a huge Karen email and they gave it back to me. Well, nice. I was gonna say
1: to you you probably you probably got outside. of... We talked all about fighting only in this whole shit, But what are some other other the yeah, YouTube what's channel the
2: business shit you got going yeah. on outside of fighting? Ah, uh, so I own a. Equipment company with my coach, we make combat equipment, gloves, headgear, shin guards. What's that called? Onyx Sports. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Onyx. Best gloves in the world. Um, I like to golf. We just got some sweet Can-Ams. You know what a Can-Am is? No. So it's like a sand buggy, off-road vehicle. Oh, so, shit. So after this fight, that's what we're doing. Nice.
1: That's amazing. And But the YouTube channel is something you're actually passionate about.
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know... Now, often you get to tell your own story, and the UFC again, the editors have all the control. Mm-hmm. And so on this side, I get to control a little bit more. What What's your plans
0: for the channel? Like, what are you going to be? So uploading? right,
2: I uh, I've been every every week in the last six weeks or five weeks, we put a video up of the week of training. And then every two days now we're doing, like this will be on my YouTube channel. What's what, just
0: Justin Gaethje?
2: Yeah, Justin right. Gaethje. we we'll put that in the description. So Justin... what? There's
0: videos going up all week. This will go up probably Thursday. There's
2: one just went out today. We'll have another one on Wednesday and another one on Friday,
0: right? Everyone go over there. Go to Gagey's channel. Show this some is... love. Subscribe. Drop some
2: comments. It's fire my up. But what we, I'm really we, trying to ask is how much money can I make?
0: Off YouTube? I don't know. Well, we never – our whole thing is we never really made a lot off the actual YouTube money. Like that's what – because our shit was R-rated, right? So YouTube never really paid us. But I think you would probably get paid. I mean we, we're, we're... – Your shit would be more like quote-unquote brand-friendly. Yeah, they probably like it's it, It's not right? made for
2: kids, but kids
0: can watch it. Yeah. yeah I think I think it could be decent money. Yeah. Liver shot fucked me up, by the way.
2: That was like 1%, dude. No, I know.
1: Even 1%, though. I don't know. I have a bad liver, I think. But I wonder why. It's, all right. I know. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for coming out. Yeah. So what? Fight this
0: Saturday. Gaichi, I'm pumped Olivera. for you, buddy. I'm pumped for the fight. We're not going to be there. We're going to be in Kentucky. Kentucky right. Derby, best but uh, I mean, we're going to be watching it from there. Me, best Steve, seat in the Salim. house is TV, so hell yeah, don't miss I'm pumped. You're a
1: hell of a dude, man. We appreciate you sitting down with us.
2: Yeah, I might have to go out with you guys one day. No, you don't man, want that. I'm really probably if, you have
1: a, if you're in the UFC, you don't want that. We got to
2: come isolate with you. Oh, dude, please. That's what I want to do. Have someone attack me. We should no, we don't hit want the that. Links, though. That sounds because like that, awesome. Yeah. If you can not set it up with Kobe, that'd be great.
1: <sighs> that was that was a nightmare. That's why I think we're segueing away from the UFC. I would love to
2: fucking punch a hole in that motherfucker's face. Colby? Really?
1: You know what it was? Colby, I, I met him for the first time, and Colby was very respectful and uh, to me. Yeah. And so. so
2: you don't you have respect for how fake one can be?
1: I mean, he best to faked well, then. He was respectful to me. So, and you know, I, I, anytime, I don't really have a lot of problems with a lot of people. So, you know, I try and just be positive and be a good guy to every person I meet. So that's one guy you don't
2: like? No, uh, I don't like him. Do you guys have history or some shit? No. Talked about Kamau's family a lot.
0: Right, okay, I forgot. He was
2: around me one day, we went to a Trump rally, and he was there, and he was respectful, like you said. And then, right when we left, he got on the internet and starts talking shit. And so I don't respect that. I don't respect, like, if you got something to say, say it to my face. And it's just fake. He's just trying to bring attention to himself. And I get it. Like, I make money with my fighting, he makes money with his mouth. If he wanted to make money on fighting, he'd be a broke motherfucker. And that's just the name of the game. He'd be fired they were gonna fire him and then he started talking out of his ass so i give him credit for bringing that up and and making it work you don't respect his fight game at all i think he's a great fighter well it sucks to watch but yeah i think he if i fought him in a cage he'd probably beat me because of his size and his ability to move forward and his ability to grapple but in a street fight there's no fucking chance
1: what is the difference between, that's what I wanted to, because a lot of guys say in a street fight this and a, and a ring this. What's the know, difference? In a street
2: fight, I grab a fucking brick and hit him on <laughs> <under> the head. <laughs> yeah, can't do that in this, fight, in this sport. There's, rule, there's, there's rules here. We got rules in this sport, and in the street there is no such thing as rules. Right. I think the only rule is don't hit someone from the back. So I'm definitely on his side when it comes to what happened with Masada. Right. I think that was a bitch move. Yep. But I like Mazdol more. Thanks to
0: Bob.
1: Once again, you're such an asshole. <laughs> I dealt with three weeks being I mean, Jesus. This
0: I know shit. Well, we got dragged right in the middle of that because we were just there. Well, it's because you
1: fucking love those viral moments, and I got to sit what do you back. Mean? My mom I love and dad are, are like, "What's moments. going on? Why am I getting texted on Mazdol?" My family. I'm like, "Ma, I don't know. It's fucking Kyle and these fucking Nelk boys doing whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. We didn't do anything. Sometimes yeah. you gotta take
2: responsibility." No, it was it was just action. wrong
1: place, wrong time. It was what it was. <laughs> yeah. but.
2: That was the right place, right time. What are you talking about? I mean, I don't you lo- love action. I don't like that. No, not me. This motherfucker does. Not night, me.
1: You have to love action. No, no. I like low-key action.
2: Well, then you fucking isolate yourself at your house. Well, like that's I what do. I'm
1: going to start doing now. I got the Justin Gaethje rehab I program coming in I do
2: not high. believe you, Bob. Man. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> oh, man.
1: You All did right.
2: love that. You were in the middle of that.
1: I did not you love were,
2: that. Hey, In the moment, it was fun. I you swear on my was, life. It was crazy. Justin,
1: scared. Justin, I swear in my life that it was literally just like not
0: what if I want. you... Wanted. I'm not going to lie. For me, it was just like a movie. Because, yeah, we, I mean, we just went out to dinner. We always post where we go. And then people gave us flack. But Kobe put it on his own Instagram too, right? Like he posted where he was. And I mean. Yeah, it didn't so take much. That we don't night.
2: live too far away from each yeah. other. It
0: was going to happen. But then we see someone like I, I was already in the car and I saw someone punch him. From behind? Yeah, from behind. But I didn't know who it was. I thought it was just like random behind. people. And he then, wasn't looking at him? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't really. Smooth. I didn't really see. But um. And then I, like he walked back, and then I saw it was Mosvital, and I was like, "We had front row seats to Mosvital." Like, yeah, as a UFC fan, I'm just, just like, fun. I can't believe I'm witnessing this right now. Yeah, it was like, pretty fucking intense. It was crazy. Like, our security had to break it up. Like, it was it's fun. Yeah, could
1: have got, got ugly out there. But...
2: If you had a little bit more confidence in these hands, maybe. You I don't have, have
1: confidence. Times. That's not me. So you got to
2: find it. Work out. Punch some shit. All right. My bag. All right. All right. It's all cardio.
1: Well, I think you regardless, I wouldn't have been able to hang with Mosvital. All
2: fight for thirty seconds.
0: You yeah. did say well, you if could you after thirty, you're all, fucked. What? You did say you could fuck mods but all that.
1: In a one-on-one street fight. You said that. This is the this is the Nelk boy thing here. This is gonna be another <laughs> two weeks of anxiety for Bob, <laughs> this fucker right here. You watch it back? I know, always do. Like you know speak now. Your ass. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I guess it's what I signed up for here.
2: I don't. Yeah. Here you go. The bad thing is you ain't gonna get much money out of him. I mean, he probably got some money, but it ain't enough to take a punch.
1: I wouldn't get money out of it. I don't care about. No. What do you mean get money out of it?
2: Well, If someone.
1: Ran up on me and hit me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't uh, press charges. We live in a society. I would. Which I you- would
1: ask for a formal apology, one-on-one sit down, and that's what I.
0: But
2: I think you're saying don't that just because,
0: just because they're fighters. <laughs> like, uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this fucking thing anymore. It haunted me for three weeks.
0: I think Colby. Colby's. I a, think Colby's gonna it. go all the way with.
1: It. I will I, embrace it. I guess
2: embrace it. It fucking happened. You can't back out of it now. So use it.
1: So use it to my advantage.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, so stop dropping locations and learn all that to, more. Learn, no, learn
2: how to fight. I'm not <laughs> learning how to fight. Not <laughs> a just chance. Don't fucking not fight. a fucking chance. That's why we have a system. Press charges, like you're supposed to.
1: So you agree with what Colby's doing with the charges thing?
2: Sure. Yeah. I don't think you can ever blindly attack someone. That's not a society that I want to live in. And if we do go there, then I will win.
1: It's like the fucking so, perch.
2: I don't want to go there.
1: Right. I was going to yeah, say... It's y- like...
2: No, we've... Like, what? 400 years ago? Not that long ago, you had to fight to do anything. To eat, sleep, fuck, drink. What? Fighting was how you got there. Mm. That is who we are. Humans. You what must. You think, you
0: think that makes the sport look bad when people do shit like that?
2: Mm, no. I think people know that that's who they are. They I don't think... I think it stops the progression. You know, we're constantly trying to tear down this facade that we're these animals. And I only got to be an animal twice, twice a year, and outside that, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to cause grief, and I don't want to worry about other people. So I just stay out of those situations.
0: I just have I have so much respect for, like, you guys as UFC fighters. Like, the, the commitment and the work you guys put through to, like, go yeah. into these fights. To me, it's, like, fascinating from, like, the nutrition to the... You know, the isolation and the mental, like, you, you got to stay
2: away from everything. I mean, like, taking that walk so to the octagon is, it can be the scariest thing you've ever done. But if you just accept the worst possible outcome and you're okay with that, then it's so fucking fun. So fun. I like that. You know, it's, uh, you've taken, a, we we've all done some drugs, but it's the best drug there is. Natural adrenaline. Coursing through your veins. Can't
0: imagine winning after in front of a huge crowd like yeah, that. That's, that's price. jumping on the yeah, thing, so, and uh,
1: yeah, we'll never get that. But yeah,
2: yeah, it's a it's a release of every endorphin and chemical in your body. Hell, even maybe a little DMT gets released. Who knows? That's how good it feels. Probably, mm-hmm. possibly.
1: It's always an ongoing topic, DMT and our thing. Always. You ever tried that? How oh god, here it? we go.
2: You tried it? Mm-hmm. Really? How was that? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Probably like four years ago. I don't ever want to do it again. I have some in my house. In you case, did it in Colorado. Yeah, in case I ever get depressed, which I've never been, but if I was wanted to hurt myself or hurt somebody or got to a bad situation, I would do that, and it would pull me out of it in a second. What was was it like you smoke uh, it or how'd you do it? So through my whole life, Jeez. face has been like a huge part of my life, and it gave me confidence that this is for one not it. There's more than this, and you could meet your maker if you want to.
1: What does that mean? Hold on. What do you mean you meet the maker?
2: I mean, I think it's. Uh... Well,
0: people say that like DMT, you're like either right. you think you're seeing God or you're like seeing God, right? Yeah, you don't know. Like it's that crazy. Of you an don't know the difference right?
2: between reality and not reality for like 10 minutes.
1: But where are you? So when you take it, like say you're sitting in this chair and How I'm on DMT, can yeah. people notice that I'm doing it? I'm like, woo.
2: Yeah. No, you're not. Woo. You go like oh, this and like this.
0: And your eyes are open?
2: Yeah. And you're living in a cloud. Everything turns into geometry and
0: colors. How the fuck could you want that to happen?
2: And it's
0: crazy. Really? And you can't even explain what you're seeing, right?
2: Nope. You just go somewhere. Somewhere else.
1: How long does it last? Like, how does it feel? Five like?
2: minutes, but you don't know.
1: But does it, it feel matter. like a long
2: time? It doesn't matter. Yeah, how long does it feel? Yeah, I might and have to fucking do me. this. Like, when people are like, feel? I feel like I was it there feels, for a week. It feels like some time has passed. But you're not, uh, time isn't a thing.
1: Like, I just know I'd be the one I bad case. I just remember case.
2: my face was like this, like the biggest smile on my face, and I was like, "Okay, my parents can't find me dead like this." So I like take the smile away from my face. <laughs>
1: what happens if you try and fuck on DMT?
2: You can't move. You well, what if she's on
1: riding DMT. on top of you though, while you're getting fucked? Would it fuck up your mindset?
2: I don't know. I don't. You're you're not here. No one fucks on DMT. You yet. don't fuck on DMT. It's only five minutes.
0: I want to be the first one to and fuck on DMT. You cannot
2: move. You're a fucking zombie. How do you fuck when you're a zombie?
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's crazy. So what what did you actually learn from it? Like, you say you're, like, religious? I just,
2: I got a reassurance that my faith is not empty. That it is for a reason. And what I feel is real. And what I believe in is real. And that's all I wanted. But you felt like you said And then I was going to meet my maker. And I was like, nope. And you have a thought, and boom, you come back to the room.
1: Does anybody actually ever meet
2: the maker, you think? I don't know. Do people die from that? Do people die from DMT? I don't think so. No. I mean, maybe. So it's not a poison. Like mushrooms is poison. Um, Every drug is pretty much you're poisoning yourself. But DMT isn't. DMT is in us. It's in each one of us. It's what protects us at our time of death from the, the tragedy of death. You know, you see a gazelle with a lion wrapped around his throat. It looks like it's in total peace. That's DMT. It always comes back to the
1: same subjects in this podcast. You realize it's always DMT, gazelles getting fucking eaten by things. It's always the well, same thing. You,
2: I mean, it's. A, as a I've never ha- tried
0: it. I'm kind of scared to try it, I but I, I would do it when I'm older. I would
2: recommend it, but you don't. I mean, if I would, like, if you know someone that's suicidal, boom, first option. Depressed, first option.
1: If I got this new shit I'm taking now for all this uh, paranoia stuff. It fucking knocks you out in a different way. It's crazy. Oh shit. Yeah, it's- I have to, have to take it after the Masvidal shit. Yeah.
2: Nah dude Just find comfort in the chaos Okay It's a beautiful thing Well
1: I might take you up on that You're like the fifth person In the fucking week To say to take this thing I think it's set up
2: What DMT I think
1: everybody's Trying to push me to take DMT And I'm gonna be no, Fucking so, hallucinating saying, Seeing the I'm devil
2: Embrace the chaos
1: Embrace you know how, the
2: chaos don't, don't mask it with Medicine
0: Okay
1: Alright I'm gonna mask <laughs> the fucking chaos Be like the joker out or there Or
2: mask it And go to sleep That shit will go by fast Alright Love all right
0: it. uh big fight saturday no, I'm, I'm fucking fired up i will be watching watch great, the great transition i watch all the ufc embedded every fucking fight i'm just i'm pumped for it
2: me too we're gonna be too, watching Emma. let's uh
0: and yeah show gaethje some love on his youtube channel let's let's get some subs get some comments in there boys and shit yeah, That'd be nice thank you i love it
1: Johnson. good luck uh get yeah, this uh, get the win for the boys i
2: want to continue these bags of boxes of clothes that come to my house
0: yeah, yeah I just text them they're gonna send it today
2: oh yeah i saw you were in the full send in one I of the wear episodes all the time, that's you guys dope got some great clothes i literally text right now like yo this what's going good? on I'm like no we're gonna send it right now yeah
0: shit's good hell yeah all right good yeah. stuff i got a piece so shit. bad all right well made.